Welcome to your Truth Revealed, a video podcast that explores your hidden physical and mental health potential. I'm Erica Marcoux, and I share with you the power of self-knowledge. I interview industry professionals to talk about how you can be your own health expert. You're listening to episode 14, Know Your Pain. This is the second part of an interview with physical therapist, Rachel Palmer. We explain what pain actually is and practical ways to alleviate it. Rachel Palmer has a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and her doctorate in physical therapy from Mount St. Joseph University. She's a physical therapist with Baylor Scott & White Institute for Rehabilitation. Do you have nerves that go to all parts of your body? It's just this really good communication system to, you know, your central database, like your brain. Mm -hmm. So everything's getting on the same page. Listen as we dive into the aspects of pain that can lead to better health. There are three types of pain that are acute, chronic, and neuropathic pain. Mm -hmm. Can you explain those three types of pain in a little more detail? Acute pain Mm -hmm. usually lasts around three to six months. I'm going to just use this ankle sprain example forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. It works. You have the sprain, you have the increased blood flow to the area with the nutrients that kind of help heal everything. The muscles that guard around it to protect it, you know, they're a little bit tight, but over time, then they kind of calm down and it kind of works itself out from three to six months, then you're totally back to normal. Chronic. That's the kind of pain we want. That's right? a kind of, yeah, that's the kind of pain. There's, a, there's an injury, it gets addressed, and it goes away. Chronic pain is the pain that will linger on past that six month mark. Mm-hmm. And that tends to happen a lot more whenever those byproducts and that muscle guarding and everything that doesn't calm down and it gets stuck in that cycle. With chronic pain, even after that issue is resolved, the initial injury, mm-hmm. then sometimes, even though when that's healed, the other muscles in the area, they still get stuck in that cycle and they don't calm so down. So they don't know yet that everything is okay with the injury. They're right. still overcompensating. Right. They don't know to turn off. So mm-hmm. that's very uncomfortable for people, especially since that when these chemicals kind of hang around in that area, it sensitizes all of those pain receptors. When you experience a painful mm-hmm. stimulus, those receptors pick up on that. And once they get so much of that input, then they hit that threshold. So they reach that threshold extremely easily. And so they are sending that pain signal way more often. And then the more that pain signal is sent, the more the muscles will guard, the more pain, you you know, it's just, it's this crazy, crazy cycle. It's hard to to break out of. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times with people with chronic pain, some recent studies have found I've looked at people with MRIs and looked mm-hmm. at their brains. And so let's say that someone with chronic back pain, not only are those receptors that are going to their area in their brain that are correlated with their back are firing, mm-hmm. but also the emotional centers in their brain are firing <laughs> as well. So this is where we get to the the physical pain also causing emotional pain. Yes. Like anxiety or depression, right. how closely those are linked. Yeah. And they yeah. have the MRI scans to prove it right exactly wow. and not only does it <laughs> does it activate those centers it actually makes those emotional centers become like bigger bigger that neuroplasticity because they're being activated more often those areas will become larger in the brain 
just then it, poor us i know i know <laughs> i mean it, rough. it can be i mean it can be terrible for chronic pain patients yeah. and and it's just really tough too because it's something that you can't always see you mm-hmm. know so it can be hard for other people to sympathize or empathize with you because mm-hmm. they I mean, because you look fine. You look fine, right? You look fine. You must be fine. What's wrong with you? Why You're are just you complaining? Still- right, exactly. And then the opioid so, addiction can also have an emotional impact, right? Impacting lifestyle, mm-hmm. relationships, and then what can happen in that cycle is that your tolerance just becomes higher and higher, right? exactly. And then, yeah. and then the opioids are just not working as effectively. Yeah. Just like anything, your body gets used to it, mm-hmm. so then you need more of it to achieve that same effect. Third, mm-hmm. pain is neuropathic pain. Right. And so this can be brought on by, well, obviously if the nerves are affected, mm-hmm. then this is that pain. That sharp pain um, can be like tingling or electric or um, sometimes just like a lack of sensation too mm-hmm. can happen as well. Numbness. Numbness, right. Where right, right. I would assume mm-hmm. that it's just so activated that it just starts to shut off well the the, the numbness is actually the lack of the nerve firing at all oh it just just stops yeah so that's no good right in general it can happen if the nerve is compressed for too long Mm -hmm. because you'll have pain and pain and pain it's trying to alert you fix this i'm stuck up or i'm caught on something or something's pushing on me please help me with that but if it's pressed on it too long the nerve damage can get to the point where the signal just stops so is that like a subluxated vertebrae situation where it's the vertebrae is pushing on the nerve and it can just go numb after a while is that the same concept right with the spinal cord there's these nerves that come off on either side Mm -hmm. out the back through a little hole called the foramen so Mm -hmm. based on certain movements that you do you can either make that hole larger or smaller or something like that there's different conditions like a like a herniation of the disc or like if you've got arthritis in your spine that causes like stenosis that basically closes down on that space right it can cause some compression of the nerve but yes, if it's if it's intermittent, that's a better sign that you know there's something you can do about it, mm-hmm. and that you need to probably address it at that moment, not just hope that it'll go away or get mm-hmm. better or mm-hmm. work itself out. A lot of times, if it's compressed so long and then you lose sensation, if you lose sensation, then that nerve also you know goes to go, goes to muscles, and then okay. those muscles aren't getting that signal either. Like imagine if. The nerve is like a garden hose. If you're squeezing on that garden hose, there's not a lot of water getting Mm -hmm. through. So less water getting through, less signal getting through to the muscle. Maybe they are still working, but they're not working to their full potential. Mm -hmm. So they're not activating as well. So they start to, you know, atrophy to the point where then they don't work. So it's just this whole, I know. Very depressing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Womp womp. But... The the big thing is that trying to address these things early on before it gets to that point. For most cases, this does not happen like overnight. It's just very rare instances where something can go from like zero to sixty to some weird and neurological condition. And as you get like older, the, it's not yeah. like these conditions suddenly get better on their own. Right. I mean, it right. just can it can pile on mm-hmm. itself as mm-hmm. you age. Yeah. But as a nerve heals, it's kind of interesting. It heals and reverse so like if someone has a pinch nerve in their back and they have pain all the way down their leg and all the way to their toes whenever you get that compression relieved a little bit then 
I have patients that come in, they're like, you know what? My foot's feeling better, but my calf is killing me. Actually, that's a good thing because the symptoms are going to get closer and closer and closer to their back when that happens. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then same huh. thing with like if they, if it's been pinched so long and then they have that numbness uh-huh. and they're like, you know what? It's not numb anymore, but it is killing. It's like hurts all the time. It's because that nerve is waking up again and healing. And the first sensation you're going to get back most of the time is pain. So that's actually good pain. It's actually good pain. It's hard for us to know that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they need someone like you to yeah, tell right. them. <laughs> to explain. Like, because sometimes they come in, they're a little angry with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is actually what's happening. I can understand. <laughs> right. I mean, I yeah. would be too if I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, doing. really. It's like, what is this lady doing? All this work and effort, and it's getting worse. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when most people think about pain, they think about nerves. Mm hmm. And can you explain what nerves are and why stress mm-hmm. can make pain worse? Sure. Yeah. So nerves are this pathway mm-hmm. that your body is able to communicate with your brain and vice versa. Okay. Okay. Do you have nerves that go to all parts of your body? Let it be your skin or your muscles or tendons, ligaments, bone, cartilage, organs, organs. Yeah, everything. It's just this really good communication system to you know your central database, like your brain. Mm-hmm. So everything's getting on the same page. Nerves are very temperamental, though, mm-hmm. so they don't like to be be stretched because they're not really stretchy. They're not elastic. It's more okay. like more like thread. If you think about that, like that doesn't can, stretch. You can put it on slack. You can put it on tension. It basically has to glide past everything else in your body when you move. Okay. If there's an injury and there's these chemicals that build up in your system that Mm -hmm. activate those receptors, those chemical receptors in the nerve to give that communication to your brain, same kind of chemicals occur when you're stressed. Mm. So stress, again, going back to the caveman example, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to survive. Okay. Way back when, whenever, (laughs) you know, like they're all sitting around the fire doing their thing, you Uh know, stress levels very low. Okay. All of a sudden there's an animal that starts chasing after them. Adrenaline goes up, all like stress levels go up, all these chemicals are released in order for them to outrun that predator. Mm -hmm. The predator goes away, they've outrun them, congratulations. Yay. And then they get to rest those chemicals come back down Mm -hmm. all right we live in a society now where there's always deadlines and someone's always trying to get a hold of you and we've got crazy schedules and we're going here we're going there but there's a lot of stress Mm -hmm. we're always living at that peak of stress those chemicals are not dissipating out of our system unless we have some sort of lifestyle thing that we do right to purposely Downregulate all that. Yeah. There needs to be something that you always are trying to incorporate either Mm -hmm. for yourself or just activity wise where you're just trying to bring that stress level down Mm -hmm. where you're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about Mm -hmm. all these other things like let it be exercise or meditation or something like that. You need to try to calm down the nervous system the best you can because when those chemicals stay in your system, they irritate everything, and then everything starts to get tight, and you start to have pain for reasons that you wouldn't normally have them for. And one of the things mm-hmm. that I like to share with people is, mm-hmm. is that stress was originally a mechanical term mm-hmm. in physics mm-hmm. that we've adopted for 
our, our bodies, which I think is a bit funny, but it's, you know, it could be that external stressor mm-hmm. that you're trying to create the homeostasis and, and balance within the body, or it could be even internal, right? Um, which could be pain, mechanical mm-hmm. pain or something, mm-hmm. you know, like what we've been talking about. So right. creating that, that balance and I agree with you in the, in the kind of environments that we're living in now, mm-hmm. I think we have to have active relaxation is what I call right. it. It means on purpose, doing it daily, doing mm-hmm. it routinely so mm-hmm. that, that you know that it's going to happen Right. just to maintain balance. Because when we're toxic over time and mm-hmm. we just keep increasing those levels of toxicity, there's all sorts of illness and mental illness and right. all sorts of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you live with that higher level of stress than all those nerves being activated all the time. Your nervous system is always in a fight or flight mm-hmm. kind of response. So even if they have like back pain and they're trying to figure out what's going on, unless they can figure out how to calm down their nervous system and decrease their stress levels, mm-hmm. like that is very, very hard to achieve. If not, I mean, Almost impossible. I, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid to say impossible, but, but it's, it's almost impossible. Almost impossible. <laughs> that's why we have to be, I think, so diligent. I mean, that's a funny term to use, but diligent about being relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are some behaviors that we can do to counteract the process uh, that can cause pain? So a big thing is just trying to decrease stressors in your life. Okay. So um, don't you, work. Don't right, have right, kids. Right. Just, you know, just be. Just be. Just be. You know, don't worry about your rent or your mortgage. <laughs> or You'll just, I mean, so they'll, they'll let you know when they're taking your house. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So calming your nervous system is the biggest thing. Laughter, what we're doing right now. Is very healing. It's extremely healing. Because you do release a lot of those good chemicals that can counteract stress, Absolutely. Right? Not only sense of humor and laughter, but obviously if you're going to have those things, you're going to be having like a better overall outlook mm-hmm. on things, you know, and being more positive about what's going on with you. It's whenever you get stuck in that, that, that negativity of, you know, thinking like, oh, this isn't going to change. This is just who mm-hmm. I am now. Like nobody could help me, like all this stuff. Then you start to feel helpless. That's yeah. a, that's a horrible thing too, mm-hmm. because when you feel helpless, there is a sense of fear that happens and then you're fearful your nervous system is going to be guarded because it doesn't know what's going to happen next. It's in that fight or flight kind of thing. And when you're in victim mode, mm-hmm. it is super hard to reach out for help. Absolutely. It's super hard to be proactive mm-hmm. about, okay, I'm going to make the appointment to go see my primary care physician and get right. a referral for mm-hmm. a physical therapist, do the work. Right. Because Absolutely. you just kind of sh- shut down emotionally. Right. You get overwhelmed. You get very overwhelmed. Because they just don't even know where to start. And it's easy for us to be like, why wouldn't you just go to the doctor? What would make their fear even worse is if they go and they're like, there's nothing we can do. Well, strangely, I mean, (laughs) I've even experienced that where Mm -hmm. professionals said, well, there isn't much you can do. Mm. And that wasn't that wasn't true. Yeah. So even though you don't feel very good, but keeping an empowered mindset, I think is so important that Mm -hmm. maybe you've tried one modality and it worked a little bit, but it didn't get to the root cause. Keep trying. Yeah. It's worth it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. more than likely you're going to find somebody who can help you in the right way. And then you know that about your body for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. 
right. and can help other people. And if you have pain and you can't get the answer, go get another opinion. Always. That's just, I mean, that's just one person's opinion. And that's one modality's opinion, perhaps. Like, right, let's say right, they're right. a chiropractor or a yeah. massage therapist. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you haven't gotten a, a good opinion yet mm-hmm. or an analysis a from a physical therapist. Physical therapist. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't give up. And it's really, really hard not to. And that's why it's great mm-hmm. to have a good support system around you mm-hmm. to help out and to help push you because there's going to be times where you're going to be really discouraged. Mm -hmm. If you have people around you that are, you know, motivating you and being like, you know what, just stick with it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, have you tried talking to somebody else or here, I'll go with you. Or I'll help make the appointment with you. Right. Or I'll ask around and see if I can find Mm -hmm. someone that you could go to. When is that aerobics class? I'll go with you to the first one. I think that's awesome. We always fear the unknown. Right, right. Even though the unknown might be exactly the solution that we need. Right. It just takes that little bravery Mm -hmm. to keep moving forward. That little push. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a big push. (laughs) (laughs) Mild, moderate, or a large push. Just depends. Yeah. We're speaking of our support system, and do you have any suggestions on how to help a loved one with chronic pain? Yeah. To help them figure out, first of all, why they're having the pain that they're having. Because once they figure out what that is, that itself is so empowering Mm -hmm. to understand and know exactly what's going on with your body and not have it be like this mystery. Yeah. I've had a ton of cases with patients where they come in and they have no idea what's going on and they're so frustrated. And I try to calmly explain everything. I use analogies. I've got diagrams, pictures, you know, whatever it takes. I don't want anyone to leave my clinic and not have an understanding of exactly what's going on or why they're coming in to see me. That's awesome. And then the next visit, they come back in and it's been like two days Mm -hmm. and they're like, I feel so much better. That's so great. Yes, I gave them exercises to work on, but did they really work that fast? No. No. It's all education. It's the education. It's it's that knowing Mm -hmm. that, oh, okay, it it Mm -hmm. is something Mm -hmm. and there there is relief. Right. Right. There there can be something that I can do to change it. Right. Their fear level goes down Mm -hmm. because they understand what's happening. Their stress goes down. Stress goes down. Nervous system calms down. Right. And that's a big part of it. It's huge. My exercises do work sometimes, Mm -hmm. but not that well. Not that. (laughs) You know, in thinking about what a loved one could do Mm -hmm. to support the other person, like encouraging, Mm -hmm. self care, Mm -hmm. talking about, hey, when is your next appointment? I'll go with you, all those things. Mm -hmm. Let's flip that. Okay. What should they not say? Oh, get over it, or it'll work itself out, or you don't want to get better. Mm. Once they have pain for so long, it's really psychologically stressing for yeah. them. Anything. Or I've been even told, mm-hmm. well, you're just getting older. It's just part of life. Right. I, I refuse to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a long way to go and I don't yeah. want to be in pain. Right. There's no reason to be. But, right, right. But I think maybe even generations back, mm-hmm. that may have been a reality. Right. Maybe not right. even that long ago where mm-hmm. we didn't have the, the kind of information yeah, we have like now. Like the science just wasn't it there wasn't to there. provide those you know, explanations of why things were happening. Right. So then they didn't really understand it. And again, so. that we've gotten mm-hmm. more information in the last 20 years yeah. than in the previous 2000. So mm-hmm. for maybe our grandparents or grandparents' grandparents, they didn't have a chiropractor down the road that right. they could go and get an adjustment with yeah, or like, a massage therapist. Right, right. It was a much bigger deal. There was probably like one doctor for the, the, town. Whole, the whole county. 
most of us shouldn't have to just sit there and grin and bear it. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. There's always something that you can do. One of those things that we can do in mm-hmm. practicing self-care in our lifestyle to help with chronic pain mm-hmm. is foam rolling. Yes. Can you explain foam rolling? Sure. <laughs> those byproducts getting built up mm-hmm. in the areas, uh, the lactic acid of accumulation from exercising. We have this stuff called fascia, this thin layer that's wrapped around all, all our different muscles and mm-hmm. everything kind of weaves in around everything. Sometimes that can get stuck or tight over mm-hmm. certain areas. And when that happens, that can cause some irritation, which causes the inflammation and all that other stuff. So foam rolling is a really good tool that I think people... Do you have one to show I the do. audience? I, I know not everyone is, is watching this, right, but right. so this is a foam roller. And this is Um, about for people who can't see. So that's probably about a foot and a half. Okay. So you could get one that's like 36 inches long too. So double this length. Basically, you can use this to foam roll any muscle area on your body, essentially. That creates that muscle pumping or that massage. So it's literally laying down on the floor here's the floor Mm -hmm. and then you've got the foam roller and then you're rolling your body yeah you're rolling your body right on top of it a lot of times people will use them for their legs because those are Mm -hmm. really big muscles that a lot of stuff kind of settles into them i like to always do this after i exercise Mm -hmm. because that helps to try to massage everything out you might not even be sore the next day because you foam rolled after you and exercise doing along the spine too, all the way from the tailbone. Yeah, up to the, mm-hmm. that's going to help. That's going to help a lot with spinal mobility and just make sure all of those segments are moving the way they're mm-hmm. supposed to, and not any are like getting locked down in place and causing compensation of other levels above mm-hmm. or below. So I think foam rolling is really great, and they have different mm-hmm. uh, strengths too. Some are softer than others. Yeah, so this this one's pretty soft. So uh-huh. if I can push into it my thumb kind of sinks in a little bit here but some of them are a little bit more firm mm-hmm. some of them have like these crazy bumps all over them and that's kind seen of, that yeah those is that are better or worse you know or? i think it's better to just go with a flat one do you have any opinions about yoga i have a lot of patients that have done yoga and they love it and there's a lot of benefits for mm-hmm. it but um you know, it's not always for everybody. So mm-hmm. you always have to gauge that for yourself. Just like any exercise isn't always for everybody. If there was, there would just be one form of exercise and everyone would do it. Yeah. So <laughs> then they try to go and do the same motion as everyone else. And then they're not trusting their body. A good rule of thumb is if it hurts, like, don't do it. Your body's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're so individual and we have to honor our mm-hmm. own body's limitations and my personal philosophy about yoga is shouldn't go into it and cause pain. And I, I teach a yoga class as well, and that's what I tell all my students. Mm-hmm. If it hurts, stop doing it. Yeah. We're not here to move through the pain. Like right, that's right, not, right, right. especially because I no teach pain, yoga. No pain, no gain. Yes. There's so many different forms mm-hmm. of yoga. There's more of an entry-level hatha yoga or yin yoga like mm-hmm. I teach. And having an injury, especially being new to yoga or not having done it in a while, Mm -hmm. doing something like an Ashtanga practice Mm -hmm. or a vinyasa practice is probably 
not good. Right. I mean, it's like saying that you want to pick up running and then you go and run 10 miles. Yeah. It's not a good plan. You have to ramp up a little Mm -hmm. bit. (laughs) And talk to the instructor. Make sure that you get there, I think, early Mm -hmm. enough to be able Mm -hmm. to just tell them what the problem is and that you need modifications. So if you don't want to say that in the middle of class, then they know, which is all back to empowerment. Right. Just stating where you are and what you need. Right. Being Mm -hmm. an advocate for yourself. Absolutely. It's been really awesome discussing this with you. I'm so glad glad that you asked me to come and talk. I so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Speaking of reducing pain, an effective supplement is CBD. Our feature product is Wabe's CBD oil. It doesn't contain THC. That means it's safe and legal. Studies have shown that CBD oil may help reduce pain and inflammation. Researchers have even found that it's been most effective in people who suffer from arthritis, MS, and similar conditions. Go to your truthreveal.com slash store. Welcome to the bonus segment of my video podcast, Your Truth Revealed. This is where I answer your questions. Several of you asked, where does pain come from and how do you heal? Before I answer this, I want you to hear me. Pain doesn't have to rule your life. I invite you to look at this from a more holistic perspective. There are a lot of opportunities for healing. Let's start with the first part of the question. Where does pain come from? David Butler and Lorimer Mosley do a great job clarifying the source of pain in their book, Explain Pain. This is the go-to book to learn about therapeutic neuroscience. It's also one of my favorites. The authors say pain actually starts in the brain. The good news is it can be retrained. This brings us to the second part of your question. How can you heal? There are four primary ways to treat pain. First on the list is seeking help from a professional. A physical therapist can help retrain your brain and nervous system through rehabilitation. Taking medications can help, but only to a limited extent. And surgery may not be helpful. The second way is to consider how your thoughts and emotions are affecting your nervous system. Thoughts and emotions are brain impulses. Try to create positive thoughts and uplifting emotions. Number three, nutrition and activity play a huge part in pain treatment. If you have acute pain that is short-lived, it's important to stay active. Move at a comfortable pace so that your brain doesn't become overprotective. And finally, number four, boost your immune system. You can do this by being in control of your treatment. Ask for support from your family and doctors. Remember, you're not alone. 20% of all adults have a chronic pain. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It's one of the most common reasons people seek medical care. Overall, get help, set a goal, and begin. For more learning, download your free worksheet on my website, yourtruthrevealed.com. Please subscribe and add a rating and review at Your Truth Revealed on Apple iTunes. There are also great resources in the show notes. 
Make sure you tune in to episode 15, Know Your Mental Health, with Roger Walk. Mommy believes that one in five people either have a mental health condition that is treatable or are in a family who are directly involved. I'm Erica Marcoux. Thanks for listening.